Welcome to this surprise edition of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. We're going to talk about the games over the weekend and talk about the power play. But before we get started, I want to remind you that this show is brought to you by rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. And thanks for making this show your first listen of the day. Okay, before we start, uh, there's a couple things that I want to bring up right now. First, I want to address the fact that I have not been covering any Ducks games recently, and that's because, one, I haven't been around, two, there's been some stuff going on in my personal life, and as you may have figured out, I had to go to a wake and attend a funeral. You know, those things happen, and I think those, I think those of you that had kind words to say, so that's why there hasn't been a podcast the past couple of days. And that's why Friday was cut rather short. And that's why there was no show on Monday. And this is kind of a late Tuesday, early Wednesday edition of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Kind of a surprise one. Uh, I didn't expect to put out a podcast, but after working the last AHL game on Tuesday night, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to put out an episode because there was three games and too much happened in those three games to put them all in one episode. So there will be two episodes, the one that you're listening to now and one that's coming Wednesday early afternoon. So that's what's going on. And the reason why I didn't cover Monday night was because I was, you know, at a service and Tuesday because I was working an AHL game. So that's why there's been no coverage there. So I do apologize for the lack of coverage Fortunately, there will be more time for Ducks coverage starting next week once everything just kind of gets settled on my end. But that's what has been going on, and I want to try to be as transparent as possible for those of you that look forward to listening every day. And, you know, if you want to send some kind words, I always appreciate it. So thanks to those of you that have continued to support. And I did get a couple unexpectedly nice messages on Tuesday, um, kind of perked my spirits up a little bit. So thank you to those that sent some nice messages on Tuesday. It's very much appreciated. All right, let's talk about what happened on Friday because I haven't talked about that and I've been wanting to because that game kind of epitomizes why Ducks fans were in such a sour mood on Friday. I'm not going to talk about the whole game against the Minnesota Wild. I'm not even going to recap the entire game. I'm just going to talk about a couple of aspects of the game, if you don't mind. First, the Ducks power play. It's actually kind of working right now. And the power play goal by Jakob Silverberg, that was a thing of beauty. And this was very early in the second period. But I got to give a lot of credit to the old guys on this one. You, You know, I've always said, quote, you know, or hashtag let the kids play. Maybe that's not the case on this power play because it's the older guys that are doing the trick. Uh, It was Cam Fowler and Kevin Shattenkirk with the apples on that one. But this was a fantastic wraparound goal that really Jakob Silverberg just kind of came in from the right side, looped around the back of the net and found an empty net. And Cam Talbot was out of position there. And Cam Talbot left his right side open. So there was Jakob Silverberg with the nice wraparound goal. And at the time, 
that gave the Ducks the lead, a 1-0 lead. And it was late in the second when Fiala got the power play goal himself. So it was 1-1 going into the third. And I thought this game was going to go into overtime. I didn't watch it live, but I did eventually watch what happened. And what happened is going to piss off a lot of fans. Very much so. Because the Ducks had a point. They had a point in their grasp. Keyword had, 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 had. And then the bad defense happened. Oh, no. No, not the bad defense. That's when the bad coaching happened. Along with the bad defense. If you're the Ducks, do you put your fourth line out there against that scramble, including the first line for Minnesota? No, you don't do that. You put your best defenders out there. And you put your top line defenseman and maybe a second or third line offense. You don't put Derek Grant out there. You don't put some of these other guys out there. You don't put, you know... Shattenkirk out there? No. So what do you think is going to happen? After a mad scramble in front of the net, it was Marcus Foligno who pocketed the loose change from the slot, scored it off of Anthony Stolarz, and that gave the Ducks a 2-1 to loss. Oh boy, that's, that's one the Ducks won back. They had the point, and they lost it. They just lost it. Never mind that the shots on goal were 43-29. Yes, you heard that right. 43-29 in favor of the Wild. And who was out there at the time? Kevin Shattenkirk was out there at the time. Then you had Cam Fowler. That's fine. You had Bo Grew, Derek Grant, and Mason McTavish. Kind of an odd line to put out there at the end of the game. But that's what happened with the Ducks. And as far as Minnesota... They were pressing and pressing, and they kept pummeling Anthony Solars with shot after shot after shot. Looking at the shots, like I said, it was not close. It was 43-29. to 29. But then I look at the other fancy stats. The Corsi stats, 74-58 to 58 in favor of the Minnesota Wild. They out-attempted the Ducks 23-17 to 17 in the third period. And most of those came late. So I look at some of the fancy stats and just how bad they were for the Anaheim Ducks. They were bad. They were horrible. How horrible. Look at this line, for example. Mason McTavish, Isaac Lundstrom, Jakob Silverberg. They allowed 10 Corsi attempts. Their Corsi 4 percentage was only 28.5%. Oh, but it gets worse. The worst line was Bo Grew, Derek Grant, and Nick Delorier, only at 25%. Oh, the other line wasn't much better. Zegris, Raquel, Adam Henrique, only at 36.8%. That line did not do it. Their only goal came in the power play, and that was it. The Ducks lost a heartbreaker 2-1 against the Minnesota Wild. But, you know, one big thing... The power play was starting to work a little bit for the Ducks. Of course, lack of discipline didn't help either. They allowed five power play chances for the opposition. And what do you think is going to happen? Minnesota's going to score. And that's exactly what occurred. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust and baseball is in full swing. The NLCS is still going. The ALCS is still going. 
Basketball had its opening night last night. Football's going on. And of course, the National Hockey League in its premier week or opening week. Check out all the lines at betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKED ON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. And this show is also brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Yeah, DirecTV Stream, which has all the best ways to get the entertainment you love without the hassle, no juggling remotes. It brings your favorite live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite movies, sports, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract, no bad eight-year contracts here. Yeah, you heard that right. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Watch responsibly, folks. Okay, so let's talk about the other game that took place on Monday. And then I'll talk about power plays a little bit and maybe the fact that the Ducks are getting outshot big time. By the way, that did happen again on Monday's game. The Ducks were outshot 43-27 to against the Calgary Flames. And of course the Flames contend... I mean, they're going to contend this season. I do think the Flames will be 4th, 5th... Yeah, I'd say 4th or 5th in the division. That's great and all. Oh, the Ducks actually did well on the power play again. They were 1-2 for two on the power play. But it wasn't that first power play unit. It's not the unit with Zegris, no. And I know some of you are going to say, well, wait, 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 wait. Trevor Zegris, why is he? Okay, I'm just going to say this right now. Trevor Zegris should be out there as much as possible. He should get the playing time. I just don't trust the coaches to put him in the right situation, unfortunately. And this has happened time and time again last season. So you could see why I'm a little hesitant for this season. But maybe it's working with the old guys. Because guess who scored the power play goal? Cam Fowler. Guess who got the assists? Troy Terry and Kevin Shattenkirk. Oh, but one note on... Well, first off, a note on Friday's game is there was a couple of illnesses. Uh, Troy Terry, Sam Steele, Mahura, and John Gibson were scratched. Gibby, of course, had some kind of minor injury. And then you had some kind of illness. Still don't know what, but it was non-COVID. Troy Terry did get sick. And Gibby had his lower body injury. Then, on Monday's game, after the Ducks lost in that fashion... We figured, okay, there's a couple of guys that are going to come back, right? Well, I mean, there were some roster moves. You know, Simon Benoit went to San Diego. Oh, by the way, after Derek Grant was out there in the latter parts of Friday's game, he was put on waivers. Of course, he passed through waivers, and so was Greg Patteron. He went through waivers, and now he's going to San Diego along with Lucas Dostal, and a couple other players. But Derek Grant did not last long, as we now know. But there was some other couple of moves to be made. 
Um, the early lines, I thought, were a recipe for success, to be honest. Uh, Sam Steele was scratched once again. Benoit and Derek Grant were scratched. Of course, they were just put in waivers, so of course they would be. And Gibby did get the start, but this was the first game for Josh Mahura. So good to see Mahura finally get in there, along with some of the other former goals, along with Bo Grew, Max Jones, etc. So Mahura was in the third line with Kevin Shattenkirk. Hmm, interesting. So you got Mahura and Shatty. How are they going to do against this Calgary team? As it turns out, they did pretty well, to be honest, especially at the end. Uh, one big story, big, big, big story that I have to talk about is Mason McTavish, who suffered a lower body injury, looked pretty gnarly. So McTavish was out for the rest of the game. And we'll talk more about McTavish probably next week, but... You know, the fact that he left so early in the third period, there was cause for concern. At the time, I didn't think it was going to be that serious. I thought it was more precautionary. Little did I know. So McTavish is out. The lines have to shift around a little bit. And we didn't see as much youth during that time until overtime. But I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, another power play goal. Fowler from Shattenkirk and Terry. So... The Ducks did have a lead. Well, I'm sorry, they didn't have a lead. They tied it up. They got the lead very late in the game. How late? The last second of the game. That's how late it was. I could talk about this goal for the next 20 minutes, but we're kind of on a time crunch. So I will just say, Troy Terry is a freaking genius with the puck. And Jamie Drysdale did a fantastic job of just putting the puck away and potting that goal. So let's talk about that overtime, shall we? Overtime looked good by having Zegris out there, by having some of the young kids out there. But then at the end, you had this fantastic outlet pass and you had Troy Terry on the right side. And he was streaking in towards the net and just trying to get anything by Jakob Markstrom. And then we saw Markstrom just kind of wait and wait and wait. And what Terry did, which was unbelievable, he had a nifty, nifty toe drag that just like waited for a second. And that patience paid off because right there on his left was a wide open Jamie Drysdale. And you knew he was not going to miss that one. So Drysdale got the game winning goal everybody's excited i will admit i did get back in time just in time to watch overtime and to see how effective that three on three play was it's working for the ducks that put them at two and one they got four points in three games so hallelujah but the thing i'm going to talk about most in the final segment is the power play and we'll get to that after the second intermission but first, let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need, whether you drive an Aston Martin, a Chevy, or Toyota, Rock Auto has the parts for you. Do you need some new belts? Do you need some new wipers? Guess what? rockauto.com has them just for you and at much better prices than the big box stores. So why waste money? Head over to rockauto.com and in the how'd you hear about us box, 
tell them that Locked on Ducks sent you. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Yeah. All right. Coming up after the second intermission, we're going to talk all about the power play. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And I want to leave you guys with a little bit of fun facts. So let's talk about these first three games that the Ducks played this season. And it's kind of unbelievable that after three games, the Ducks had four points. Yeah, four points. Two victories, one heartbreaking loss. But those two victories against the Jets the flames hmm oh canada maybe last season it was just the division the ducks were in having to play colorado and vegas eight times and minnesota eight times yeah i get that but then you think about the canadian teams maybe they were a little bit overhyped maybe well they beat winnipeg and they beat calgary already so that's a good sign right right yeah totally is so After that victory against the Calgary Flames, and this is through the first three games, by the way. First game, two power play goals. Second game, another power play goal. Third game, another power play goal. Oh, wow. So against Winnipeg, the Ducks were two for five on the power play, then one for four against Minnesota, then one for two against the Flames. Which means in the first three games... The Ducks were a whopping 4 for 11. 4 for 11 on the power play. If you can believe that, and I, I'll admit I couldn't believe it when I kept seeing power play goal. Probably like, are, are you kidding me? The Ducks. The Ducks who were historically bad in the power play last season. All of a sudden, through three games, they have what amounts to about a 36, 37% power play rate. That's unbelievable. I mean, even going back to the last game that they just played, it was only 0 for 1 on the power play, but that's still 4 for 12. That's still 33%. That's way above average. The Ducks right now, you ready for this? The Ducks right now are one of the best teams in the NHL as far as the power play. That was kind of hard for me to say. So I'm going to repeat that. The Ducks... The Anaheim Ducks, who were historically bad on the power play last season, boast one of the best power plays in this young season. Of course, it's a small sample size because the Ducks have only played four games and they've gotten a total of four power play goals. So where do they rank amongst teams in the NHL? As of this recording, ninth. They are ninth in the NHL. The St. Louis Blues have a 50% power play. That's not going to last all season. Ottawa's up there. San Jose's up there. Columbus. Notice that those are three teams that are most likely going to be in the bottom of the standings. Ottawa, they don't figure to make the playoffs. The Sharks, they don't figure to make the playoffs. The Blue Jackets, they don't favor to make the playoffs. And yet, somehow, each of those teams have won two games along with the Anaheim Ducks. Who have a 30 oh by the way la kings are better the kings have a 37 and a half percent power play percentage 
that's how absurd some of these stats are. But then I look at like the bottom teams. There are a few teams that have yet to score a power play goal, but it's young in the season. It's a small sample size. It's only been four games. But I'm not even looking at the first four games because that last one doesn't really count as far as this is concerned. We're looking at the first three games. Four goals in the first three games. You have to ask yourself, when was the last time the Anaheim Ducks had this hot of a start on the power play? And you would think, well, surely they must have scored in three consecutive games. Uh, No. However, the Ducks did have another case where they scored four power play goals in their first three games. And I bet you're wondering what it is. It's not last year, not the year before. It was during a time of great success for the Anaheim Ducks. So here's your fun little nugget for the day. The last time the Anaheim Ducks had four power play goals in their first three games was all the way back in the 2014-2015 season. Yes, we're going all the way back to October 2014, seven years ago. That was the last time the Anaheim Ducks had four power play goals in their first three games. And to no one's surprise, three of those goals were for Corey Perry. So I look at the four goals that were scored here. The old guys. The old guys have scored. Adam Henrique scored that first power play goal against the Winnipeg Jets. Look how well that turned out. I mean, the Ducks did end up winning that game big. So Henrique got a power play goal. Then Ricard Raquel got a power play goal. Oh, by the way, Getzloff got an assist. Fowler got an assist. Then the next one. Jakob Silverberg got a power play goal. Shattenkirk with an assist again. Fowler with an assist again. And then on Monday's game, guess who scored? Cam Fowler with the power play goal. Guess who got assists? Kevin Shattenkirk and Troy Terry. So it's most it's not the young kids. I mean, I say let the kids play, but it's not the young kid line in the power play that's doing it. The line out there that's led by Zegris. They're not doing as well on the power play as, frankly, they should. Maybe the kid line isn't the problem. Maybe the old guy line isn't the problem. Maybe it's just the system. Maybe it's a little bit of luck. But that's where we are in the first three games. Is It's the old guys with all the power play goals. And I look back at that 2014-2015 season. Yeah, it was the old guys getting it done there too. Ryan Kessler was scoring. Ryan Getzloff, he got an assist. Corey Perry gets you with another assist. Kessler with a couple of power play assists. And Sammy Votnin was there also. Those were the only guys that scored in that first game. Yes, the first game of that 2014-15 season against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins had... A pretty good lineup that day. The Penguins did end up winning that game 6-4. to four. The Penguins did have some guys, oh, I don't know, some guy named Sidney Crosby. Another guy named Blake Camo who did well. Patrick Hornquist. Pascal Dupuis. Marc-Andre Fleury was still in net. You had a slew of great players. Oh, and some guy named Oli Mata 
who's now with the LA Kings. He got three apples that day. But it was the Sidney Crosby show that afternoon. And it was... Okay, I shouldn't say it wasn't close. But Pittsburgh did jump out to a 3-0 lead early in that game and never stopped. So what do the Ducks do? They tie it up. Power plays. Yeah, three power play goals in that first game. But in all three of those power play goals, it was just the same four guys. Ryan Kessler, Ryan Getzloff, Corey Perry, Sammy Votnin. That's it. That one line got all the points. And it's kind of the same thing occurring right now. It is the same old guys getting the points. The Kevin Shattenkirks of the world. The Cam Fowlers. The Ryan Getzloffs. That's what's happening with this Ducks team right now. Is it's old reliables getting the goals. So, once again, your little fun fact. The last time the Ducks had four goals in the first three games, the 2014-2015 season. Of course, that season famous because, or infamous because, the Ducks played the Blackhawks, blew a couple of overtime games, blew a Game 7 at home. Yeah, the Ducks should have made the final that season. But again, that's another topic for another day. Uh, We're going to finish on that note, on that little fun little morsel. Thank you all for listening. And for those of you that sent kind words once again, thank you so much. It is greatly appreciated. And, you know, just take care of yourselves. That's all I'm asking. Just take care of yourselves. All right. Uh, You can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. If you want to drop me a line, you can do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com, or you can message me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. All right. Thank you all so much for your support. Thanks for making this show your first listen. Thank you all so much. It's so appreciated. All right. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please, please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and ducks fly together.